0: This podcast is sponsored by the Joyce Foundation, which invests in public policies to advance racial equity and economic mobility for the next generation in the Great Lakes region.
1: Hi, this is Michael Lee, Managing Editor of Cranes Detroit Business, and I'm here at the Mackinac Policy Conference with Robert Bollinger, the CEO of Bollinger Motors in Oak Park, uh, developer of electric trucks. Um, He's working very hard to expand. Um, Robert, I wonder if you could give our listeners sort of the dime store tour. Sort sure. of, of your company's founding, what the what the core idea is, great. and maybe how you differ from the other electric truck makers and vehicle makers. OK, great. Yeah. So thank you uh,
0: for having me on. So
1: I uh, started the company seven years ago,
0: upstate New York. Really just wanted to build the truck in my dreams. It could do everything, right? Um, multi-purpose tool. So uh, it has uh, adjustable suspension and can go up to 20 inches off the ground, uh, portal gear hubs, uh, can carry 13 to 16 foot boards through the middle. We have a patent on a pass through and basically from the very beginning, the idea was to make a truck that no one else will, because knowing that in the future, everything will be electric. How would ours be different? How would ours be better? So we benchmarked a lot of vehicles at the time that were gas and diesel and said, we want to just be the best truck on the road and off road than anything that's out there electric or not. And so, um, developed, started developing that seven years ago, debuted our first truck two years after that. Um, and then right after that debut, realized um, we need a ton of engineers, a lot of tier one support, the whole environment, right? And so I was making basically uh, trips to Detroit every other week uh, for interviews and stuff like that and realized we just had to move here. So we moved from upstate to New York, upstate New York to the Detroit area in 2018, so three years ago. And uh, we had to come here for everything, all the support and uh, all the... Groups that are here today this weekend, you know, Auto, Medc, all those have been very supportive of us. So, and we built another round of prototypes here at our facility when we were in Ferndale, Michigan. So the ones that you see on our website now, those are the ones made in Michigan. And now we are in Oak Park on 11 Mile, and we have a couple great announcements coming up the next few months of strategic partners manufacturing partners every the infrastructure that we've been working on for years to actually get there and also a lot of uh, talk about our com- uh, commercial side of the business which will probably be like eighty percent of our of our company going forward so
1: how many commercial vehicles would you anticipate? I mean, what, what do you see the market as? Uh, all of our financial models and all
0: of our projections are very conservative. Like when we talk to investors, we we don't want to over-promise and under, under-deliver. So we'll start off in the you know few thousand, single-digit thousands at first, and then grow from there. A lot of the companies, uh, the big fleets that you know of um, that we're talking to as well, they will start off slow in their changeover to electric. They'll have to you know, do their whole infrastructure uh, that they're talking to us about as well, but they'll start off with hundreds and thousands at first before they get to tens of thousands, just like, uh,
1: just like we will. So. We, uh, one of the ways I know your company differs is the, is the plan to outsource your manufacturing, Correct. essentially. Correct. Um, you're, you're an engineering company who's who's, right. who's looking for that. How does, how is the search for an outsource, uh, manufacturing partner going?
0: That's going great. Uh, that's is what we'll be announcing here pretty soon. So the manufacturing partner is also investing in us. It's a well-known name. They make, they currently make vehicles. And so uh, very excited about that. It's kind of like all of our work has led up to uh, having a partner like this. Uh, So very excited. And uh, before that, we were finding there's different companies that do uh, different forms of assembly and manufacturing for you. So we had like an A and B plan already. And then now this great strategic has come on. We've been talking and working with them for the past... Over a year now. Hmm. So,
1: uh, some of your competitors have also taken the express route to the public markets. Right. Uh, right. the, yeah. there's <laughs> sort of been a furor over EV makers. Um, uh, I believe you had opportunity to go public via SPAC, or you at least had people talking to you about it. Right. What has been your view of that, and do you see uh, do you see the path eventually leading to the public markets for Bollinger?
0: Yeah. Well, to be honest, we had. Discussions last summer with companies that were um, looking, you know, that had the money, right, looking to to do a SPAC. Uh, we're in some talks, and right around that time, some of the other SPACs that are out there started having some issues, right, come to come to light, and so it kind of was a perfect storm when we were talking about this. Of maybe we're not ready. You know, like it's, we have a lot of work to do. We'll always have a lot of work to do. Every, auto, oh, every OEM will always have a lot of work to do, but um, just felt like it wasn't the right time. And it was definitely the right choice. We uh, just, you know, worried about moving into our new building, which we did last September. Hiring, you know, we've tripled the staff. We need to triple the staff even more. What's again. your head count now? We're only like 55 people. But we outsource a lot. We have a lot of engineering companies that um, that we use. So body engineers, all that kind of stuff. Um, we don't really need to hire on the body side. We're all about the chassis, the electronics, the electric. We're developing our own battery pack. So that's where we put all of our concentration in and we outsource a lot of help. But um, our chief engineer, David Cripps is amazing. And he's worked with a lot of these companies and we get the, the best ones. We've vetted them all. This is what all these seven years and three years since we've been here gets you to is that you just know who to talk to mm-hmm. and, and, and how to get it done, right? This podcast is sponsored by the Joyce Foundation, which invests in public policies to advance
1: racial equity and economic mobility for the next generation in the Great Lakes region. Do you have any further expansion plans long-term in Michigan? Do you do you see a path where you might do your own manufacturing or is that t- too far off in the future? Uh,
0: that's a little off in the future. I think what we want to do next is probably uh, develop our our the building that we're in is great size it'll definitely house us for a while but i think we're looking into maybe making a our own battery development center uh, to continue the battery development because that's really where so much of the you know your energy you mm-hmm. know has to go into yep. right is the battery that's so. where where the
1: innovation will will yeah, make a difference i imagine so um you have an interesting background yourself i wonder if you could you could tell folks a little bit about how you how you came to to this, uh, this, 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 <laughs> this automotive engineering, <laughs> yeah, uh, thing.
0: Well, it was a uh, childhood dream. Um, that's drawing cars my whole childhood. I thought I used be a to car do that designer. too. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd be a car designer. Um, I went the engineering route in high school and stuff like that. But then when it came to college, I was like, nope, I want to be a designer. Uh, the only sc- the only school that accepted you without a portfolio was Carnegie Mellon. So I went for an industrial design degree. And back in the eighties. Uh, the path from industrial design to car automotive wasn't like it is now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of industrial designers in the automotive world. Back then, it's a little bit different. Um, did not get into automotive after my after my uh, education. So I uh, went to New York City and was uh, did marketing and advertising for 25 years. It was there that um, got my friend started his organic hair care company, did his logo, did his packaging. Ended up being the COO of that company. I was a partner in it. And uh, we sold that company in 2013 and then sold it again in 2016. And that's when I was like, oh, what do I do now? And I was like, ding, ding, this thing in the back of my head, which is automotive. So um, at that point, I was living in the Catskills, had my own farm. We're raising grass-fed beef. And I was like, hated my pickup truck. I won't say what brand it was. They're all the same. Pickup trucks have not changed in 100 years, right? They just become more luxurious. And so it's like I need a truck that can actually do something. And so I uh, hired a couple engineers, bought a diesel shop, um, repair shop, and converted it, and started engineering away. So it's a crazy, weird journey, but um, <laughs> it all worked together. It's really—I'm not an engineer, so really everything we've been able to do is is from the team. So,
1: um, what uh, you mentioned. Uh, the trucks haven't changed in a hundred years. What, what besides the electric motor, are there other features of, of what, your designs that are intended to address that?
0: Yeah. So the idea was um, when we very first started making the truck was uh, I knew everyone knew that there was going to be an electric F-150 at some point, right? In history. And so um, I knew we couldn't compete directly against that. So we just made really the truck of our dreams. So there's portal gear hubs in it, which help offset the wheels by four inches for more ground clearance. Hydromatic suspension, so it goes up and down. Um, so this will be self leveling. It's a class three truck, so it can hold four or five thousand pounds. So you put four thousand pounds of plywood in it, it'll self level. Uh, you can take it up to the back of your ranch and raise it even another five inches. It has a total of twenty inches of ground clearance. So you can build your you know, house of your dreams, the cabin of your dreams far from the grid, obviously has a very large inverter on it so you can power real tools off of it. So it was really just a, you can do anything with this truck and electric is part of it. And I'm very proud of that part, but it doesn't rely on just, it's not like, Oh, I want an electric vehicle. I want to buy just because it's like You're buying my truck because of what it can do, all the capability. We have a pass through, which is really a hole between the passenger compartment and the front space, but we have a patent on that. So our, our B1 SUV can carry 13 foot boards and pipe through the middle, which is longer than any pickup. Mm-hmm. So and our pickup can hold 16 foot boards. So I really wanted to be like it does twice as much as any other truck. And our you know it's an expensive vehicle to make. It has a very large battery pack. It has six gearboxes on it. Two motors, so it's. it's what's, you know What's in What's it. the
1: street price going to 125, be? One twenty-five, one twenty-five thousand.
0: So it, it shows how um, what's going into it. But it, uh, we have a big fan base of off-roaders who know what what it has: the approach angles, the departure angles. They're all designed in it for off-roading. We have a lot of people who have deposits on the truck, which you can do on our website. And how, uh, how many deposits do you have? We have uh, most of our first year production um, run is uh, pre-sold. Yeah, and we're we're starting off in the low single thousand. So. Um, And so uh, a lot of people have property and they want to use it the way I wanted to use it, which is on my own property. So, um, And then really the biggest part of our business going forward will be the commercial side. So we just announced our expansion into class four and five. So the tier ones we're working with and the development of our battery pack, we're making a 700 volt version of our battery pack because that's what you need for commercial. So we're doing all that in-house.
1: Could you explain what class four and five is? Sure.
0: So class three starts at a 10,001 GVWR. Uh, class four is fourteen thousand, and then class five is sixteen thousand five hundred. I'm pretty sure I got those numbers right. <laughs> I'm a GVWR, G- uh, gross, gross vehicle weight. weight rating. So your whole vehicle, no. the weight of it, plus what you put plus on what it, plus what you're carrying. To, yeah, so I it's understand. really all about your suspension and your braking, really. So you have to test to that. So you have to, when you go to test it, you you load it up for the full weight that your vehicle is rated for, and then you test, you know, cooling and acceleration and braking and all that kind of stuff. So it's a
1: lot of work. So how, how hard is the car business?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had an engineer uh, early on. He, was, he one day just said, cars are hard. <laughs> That's like our, our little joke in, inside. But I joked that if I had any idea how crazy this was, I probably wouldn't have started it. Mm-hmm. So uh, a certain amount of uh, being naive is very good. So um, yeah, just started it. And I knew once I started it, I was never going to stop. So yeah. Um, Here we are, seven years later, really when we moved to Detroit three years ago, we started a whole new platform. We started the engineering kind of over again. So we're now in our third phase of engineering for battery and the vehicle. And so really we've done an awful lot in three years and a year and a half of that has been with COVID. So um, we've adapted and, and really we keep going. We have the right building. We have the right team keep adding to the team. We have Mishado and MEDC and everyone in Michigan supporting us. So um, it's all going
1: great. Well, excellent. Well, we wish you luck. Uh, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. And uh, this has been uh, Crane's Mackinac Policy Conference podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by the Joyce Foundation, which invests in public policies to advance racial equity and economic mobility for the next generation in the Great Lakes region.